trying to force his way into the picture. As you start your sports podcast, Hitting Balls. Hello and welcome back to Hitting Balls. I am one half of the show. Cole, joining me on the other side, number one, Dwayne Johnson hater. <laughs> it's Jeff. We only call him Dwayne. He doesn't get my full respect. Jeff, welcome back to the show. Hitting Balls is, of course, uh, the 124 weekly podcast where we discuss sports that are not in the top four mainstream. This week, exciting show. We're talking NASCAR. We're talking golf. We're talking cyclocross world championships. And we're talking running, including the Olympic marathon trials and the New Balance uh, Invitational. Uh, so let's go ahead and let's get started with NASCAR. Uh, last night, uh, recording this on Sunday, so Saturday night, was a clash of the Coliseum, moved up a day because of rain. Um, I think they should now have to give you to give the viewers and listeners a little uh, peek behind the curtain here. Uh, Jeff, during the race, texted me at one point, uh, essentially saying he had something to say that was so controversial. He was saving it for the show. He is holding back on me. Um, do we want to start with what this question is or this is a statement? Ah, screw it. Go, go big or go home. Okay. Golf last week was more interesting than the Coliseum. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the clash if if you are a nascar fan or someone wants to get into nascar do not make the clash your first race like me <laughs> do not because i it sucks like it it's fun brutal. right it, it could be exciting and i do want to talk about a way i think it could be more exciting later on as we get through this it's boring man it's really really boring it's it's incredibly short track it's not that exciting racing. There's no there is no risk involved for anyone. However, there's still two fights out to race between drivers because that's what happens in NASCAR, which is incredible. Like the fact that NASCAR promotes the the beef between competitors by just resharing videos of them fighting each other is great. Like F1, if there's a hint of controversy, they're not posing it. NASCAR's like, look at these dudes yelling at each other. Incredible. Great sport. It's just not that exciting. There's no drama. There's no stakes. It just sucks. It was, I think you said it at one point while we were watching it was, it's what you expect NASCAR to be. Yes. This is all the means of like, oh, just people driving left in a line. That's literally what the Clash of the Coliseum is. If you want to get into NASCAR or you want to get someone into NASCAR, you want to see what it's about, just watch the Daytona 500 in a few weeks, which we're going to and talk about on here. Just, it's real racing. It's super speedway. It's what NASCAR is not driving around at 70 miles an hour. I wrote down um, at one point, where did I put it here? Uh, this is what driving in Philadelphia feels like. <laughs> Just like people <laughs> trying to dive bomb you in the corners where you're going 30 miles an hour for no reason to make you have no space and sideswiping you. This, that's what, if you've ever driven in the city, that's what this race is. It's just not exciting. It's not interesting. Um, Very much so. I don't get it. I really don't. Um, do you have any, any, do you just want to go through our notes? Uh, yeah, well, okay. let's go back and forth. Okay. So, uh, first thing real quick, I want to talk about color schemes that I liked, uh, and I that liveries I liked, uh, the monster livery, um, boring as shit. I kind of loved it. Uh, the Jordan livery with a classic oh, yeah. cement. The Jordan one was peak gorgeous. Uh, and, and, uh, the Columbia one in there as well, that Bubba Wallace had, um, incredible 23 XL racing just has that style, you know, the more like street sense, I'd say. Um, Sunny the Bush Light, amazing. The Bush Light livery that Ross Chastain has, loved it. Boring, unbelievable. Um, I actually love the colors on the Walmart car, 
and it oh upsets me that it was a Walmart ad. So you, you could, from the side, all the cars that I hated. Because <laughs> from the side, it's like this beautiful blue, yellow, white. I'm like, oh, it looks so good. What company is that? And then it cuts to the you know other cameras, like Walmart Health and Wellness. I'm like, well, goddamn. That's what an, that's what annoyed me was <laughs> if it, it's Walmart, you could have put a better livery on it than just plain blue and yellow. But I loved it. It was simple. It was classic. It, I liked it. Um, and then the whoever was driving the United Rentals car, I think it was the number five. Um, it was like very, it had the very like glossy, shiny metallic look to it. Like the livery itself was special. It has metallic look to it. I was like, oh, that's like a way to step it up uh, visually. So the ones that I liked that you didn't mention, uh, number 48, it was just this purple blasted car. Beautiful. Okay. Great. Um, number I like 10. how we haven't learned any of the driver's names. No. Incredible. I refuse to. <laughs> Real. Um, number 10, it was just a clean gray car. It was beautiful. Okay. Um, and then number 17 was a combination of like blue and black, black on the hood, blue on the sides. Really like I that. do remember that. That was, a, that was a pretty car. That was pretty. And then you, I don't think you mentioned it, but I was screaming it while you were talking. Sunny delivery. Yes, that was great. Um, I don't know if you know this, but drivers change liveries like throughout the season for the most part. Like different sponsors and stuff. All of the money, baby. So don't get too attached to any livery. That's all I'm saying. Like certain ones, they I think um, the United Reynolds one stays. The Hendrick Miller Sports one stays. Monster um, probably will. Monster will probably stay. The Ty Gibbs car, but a lot of people's liveries just change during the year, so it's really hard to follow. Like you know, based on the the design, you got to follow the number, which we'll probably try to learn. Um, I want. I also know that I wonder how dizzy the drivers get in this race. Considering that you're just constantly like going what like not even that you're constantly going in the right directions. Obviously at a Tony you are too as well. But like how even short more of the so, time you're you just have to constantly go. Yeah. on and off it. Um I hate that Fox Sports is still doing these cartoon drawings. Like for they've done it for football for a couple of years now. And like every sport they do is like these action oh. style draw. I hate them. They look no one has ever about. looked good in them. It works um, for football, I think. I don't think so. I think it looks. I think it looks stupid. Um, Martin Truex Jr. I can't believe is forty three years old. There's a lot of people, and I feel like everyone in NASCAR is either over forty or twenty one, like Ty Gibbs. Like there's, I, it's crazy. Speaking of Ty Gibbs, he does not look twenty one. No, I, I thought it was a sixteen year old in that car. <laughs> I thought it was a Max Verstappen situation where he doesn't have his real driver's license yet, but he's racing in NASCAR. That's what I thought was happening there. But yeah, he and uh, Danny Hamlin got in a, or no, it was Joey Logano got in an argument after the race. And it's just like, of all the races, how can you have any feelings about this one? You know they, what they, I mean? They, they love the sport. They live the sport. And it's great. I'm here for it. It's just this race? Really? Does this race have any standings in the points or anything like no, that? No, nothing for points. I think there's like uh, I think there's a good amount of change. Like if you win, like money wise, but so like, it's like a processional. It's just like he here's everyone who's going to be here through the season. Yes, it's just a show off. It's to try to draw in more fans from like the city area of LA, which I understand. But then he also sold Sonoma Raceway, which is close to LA, because the land it was sitting on was more valuable than the racetrack, so it just sold land off to developers. <laughs> I mean, and like, if you want people in a city to come to your race and invest in it, uh, Chicago street race, baby, like that worked arguably. And I think what the plan is, is that they're going to travel that race around. Like they'll do two years, Chicago, then go to another city and another city, which is how you do it. Cause clash of Coliseum is just not it. 
Like yeah, it was boring. I and here okay, so here's my pitch on how you can make it more exciting, right? Saying let's say they're gonna stick with this, right? Every five laps, last place gets eliminated. That would be cool. An right. Instead match. of and that way, instead of a race, because then you have to race from the back aggressively to stay out, hopefully cause some more wrecks and like drama. Um, that would be my pick. Also, they should just get rid of red flags. Like you should have to dodge the car. I'm sorry. <laughs> like I understand it on Daytona or or a real racetrack, right? Dangerous speed, etc. These guys in those corners are going 35 miles an hour. If they T-bone someone, they're going to be fine. Just yeah. let them race. True. One of the things I wrote down. Um, Crazy. I wish they didn't knock. Uh, they didn't for qualifying. We wish they didn't knock out cars. It would be funny if they just had them full field. Just completely. I dead. wish they knocked out more is my take. A couple more guys shouldn't have been in there. Probably true, but I think it would be really funny. It would be funny combining the two ideas where you have a group of like 30 cars and then five get eliminated each however many laps. I just, I was really thinking um, how to make this exciting. I don't know if you can. Like, I just don't. The thing that like makes it really hard to be exciting is, and I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure the track is less than a typical 400 meter racetrack. Probably. Which is like, <laughs> That's just mind blowing to me. It's just silly. It's a silly event. And make like, the track bigger. Make it as big as Daytona. I'm saying this to you and to the viewers. If you're listening to this and you happen to watch class and you're like, that sucked, just watch Daytona. I promise you it'll be more exciting. It's fast. There'll be crashes. It'll be real NASCAR. Don't this doesn't exist. Let's just pretend it doesn't exist. I can um, I can live with that. Oh, the last thing I have is now Morgan and Morgan is even haunting my sports. Um, I'm very upset about that. I see those fucking John Morgan ads every day on my way to and from work. I see him in commercials and now I have to see his dumb face in NASCAR and I'm mad and I'll never forgive Kyle Bush for it. Yeah. I'm surprised Bush isn't driving the Bush car. Well, he did have last year. He was Kyle Cush because he was sponsored by uh, a medicinal weed company. I believe. Let's go. Kyle Cush, baby. Uh, anyway, that's all I've got. I'm I'm frustrated. I didn't like it. I think it's a dumb idea. I'm sorry. Some people dove on the inside. Some brakes got heated. It's just not. It wasn't. It wasn't interesting. My notes are a bit, a little bit more of like a play by play. Okay. Um, with some thoughts thrown in. So for the start of it, uh, Joey Logano is uh too aggressive. Um, he got, on the He went from first down to third. Um, first twenty laps, not interesting at all. Um, yes. Uh, Gibbs getting gets into first on lap fifty, then pretty much holds it the rest of the way. Um, yep. Which was really funny because we had our little own Max Verstappen driving away from the pack and Ty Gibbs. I also um, thought he had won it there. Uh, it took seventy-one laps to get our first crash, which was not even a crash. It was funny. They did mention on the broadcast like how long. It like how long the green flag? I think it was the longest green flag session up to that point in uh clash history. Yeah. Um Ty Gibbs isn't good on restarts. Uh Logano blew past him um and dropped Gibbs down into third. I think it's just a matter of experience. I, yeah, I wrote that down also somewhere where um Gibbs doesn't have the experience to hold on. Um he's he's young, but he's raw. 
Yeah, exactly. And this is year two for him in the cup, the cup series, like the top level series, I believe. Yeah. Um, so he will get there. It's just right now he is very aggressive. He's young Max Verstappen. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and to show how boring that was, that was the first half of the race, the first 75 laps. Yeah, nothing happened. I looked up for my laptop and there is like, I was like, oh, they've done 50 laps. Yeah. Um, granted, it was also crazy how fast the laps go by. <laughs> Yes, um, I mean, yeah, they're, I mean, they're turning 15 second laps. Yeah. You know, I think I did the math <clears throat> and I was doing a conservative like 15 seconds per lap. It's about 37 minutes of racing if it's 15 seconds a lap. That sucks. So they told us like three hours. Going so slow. It's so, oh God, I just, I had to continue with the notes because I keep thinking about this race and it keeps frustrating me. Uh, well, I'm going to make you think about it a little, little bit longer. Um, on the restart, nothing happened. Uh, the yep. second half restart. Then we had a four-car pileup on lap 78. Uh, your boy Bubba got hit and spun a little too hard. Upsetting. Um, laughed at Chase Elliott's car just breaking. Yes, that was great. Um, lap 78 went on like three times, I think. There were three restarts of it. Um, and the on the official like third restart where it actually got going, uh, Gibbs just drove off into the sunlight. Um, which is really impressive, especially for yes. the kid. Um, one thing that I did note, I love that in NASCAR there aren't blue flags. Yeah, exactly. You have to still race. Like, you don't just move over and let some pass you. Like, you're racing. Yeah. That was one of those things where I was like, that's definitely something that F1 and, like, other, like, wheel-to-wheel sports could probably, should probably do. Is like, fuck it. If it's a slower car in front of you and you're trying to lap them – you got to get around them. They don't yeah, have to give it you up. You have to rate. Like everyone at every point in a race is racing. And like, um, I think it's shown as it's almost like it, it feels good because it feels to me like they're treating the back markers with respect and not that they're just there to take up space. Yeah. Um, uh, Logano driving super fast to catch up to uh, Gibbs. But I also noted he's really great at defense, but when he's trying to go on offense and like actually make passes, he goes a little too deep on them and kind of ruins himself. Yes. Um, but again, I think I wonder again, how much of this is like how they actually race versus like how they race on the specific course where nothing matters. Yeah. Like where's the risk? And if you run into the wall, it's not like your car is going to shatter into a million. Yes. Pieces. You'll be fine. Like your car will be fine. You will be fine. You're not risking any points. Like, you know, I like the thing is, there's no takeaways from this race in terms of the cars, because like, who knows? They're not going to go this slow ever again. They went max 80 miles an hour. Like, it's not there is no real context. You can't get a look at the air. You can't really get a look at the handling or the brakes because it's such an anomaly of a course that like, I mean, there will be data that the teams will take and use, but like, they're not going to be put under such a situation like this again the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, 10 to go. We had another we had a car spin causing a yellow um on the restart which was surprising uh logano dropped down into six um yeah Hamlin bumped up into first which was the fascinating like race to the end um three to go bush knocked out get not gibbs out of the top three and pretty much the rest of the race <laughs> yes um and then hamlin crushed the two to go restart like yeah no it was one, no one was able to keep up with him and hamlin for the victory yeah who, who has won, um, I believe he's won, I think it's 43 races in his career okay. and has not won a championship yet. That sounds like uh, 
which F1 racer? Nico Hulkenberg doing a million races and not landing on the podium. Yeah, at least he's won. Like he's won a lot. He's won very big races, but he has not managed to convert that into a championship, which is just mind crazy. Crazy. I just keep thinking that like this race, I don't know who it's for. I don't. I don't know if people are going home after going to Coliseum being like, I love NASCAR. I or that was know- worth it. Because remember, it's LA. Like it's hard to get places in LA, man. <laughs> like I, I did take notice the stadium was fairly empty. Yeah, and I'll I'll chalk it up to half, like, you know, them shifting race last minute and stuff, right? Like people have plans, people might have taken off work on Sunday to go to it, work Saturday, all these different things. So like you can't when things shift because of weather, especially in, in motor racing, it's like, okay, I can't really judge the audience size. Um, but it would be nice if it was bigger. Yeah. Um, so with that, we're going to jump into the other white man sport. Um, and my notes are in no real particular order. I was kind of just stream of consciousness at some, at some points. Um, so this one, I watched the, the, live golf's first tournament of the year okay um i only got to watch two days of it because they're going on now or yeah they're going on now okay um today so now they have such better production value than pga okay interesting is it the style of shooting um style they have better over like some better graphics and then i also took note that they have the f1 style like what they do for the drivers where they're standing in front of like these big led screens and they're doing poses and right that for the golfers. Okay. Which is like, (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Most obnoxious. It makes it look more intense. I'm here for it. But like the production value is so much better than PGA, which made it a lot more interesting to watch. Um, always. And this will probably be a note. Every time I watch golf, constantly impressed with the ball control that these people have when they have like two inches of real estate to do something with it okay um putters look weird (laughs) like there's so many weird designs for putters like you have like these big ass carbon fiber ones then you'll have these weird ones that have like hooks on the end of that like the back of that it's so funny my my understanding of putters and golf in general is from probably playing like hundreds of hours of wii sports the like the so, like that's what I think of, where you have like just a it's just like a rectangle metal, yeah like it's it's a mini golf club essentially there's a what lot I think of different putters and they can get weird looking and I'm not a fan. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jeff said no. One thing that was really awesome with when people were putting, so on the green when they were getting ready to putt, they showed a target of where the where to putt for in order for it to go in. So, say the holes on the left on a slight downhill okay the target and line would show just a straight line where the golfer was aiming and then a slight curve of where the ball would go if they aim there okay so a nice little overlay of just like this is where you hit this is where the ball will go and then they kept it up for the whole time that the putt was going so you got to watch the ball follow that track in it's very like p like uh the game like it's very video game ask and i love that it was real which made made putting a lot more interesting because when you're watching it on TV, the ground just looks flat. Right. So it's just like, there's, it, it's, it's really hard to like conceptualize what the golfers are seeing. So being able to see like, this is like how much the ball has to curve in order to get into the hole 
makes it a lot more interesting. So it sounds like a very good viewing experience for someone who's new to golf to try Much to understand exactly what's happening other than just they need to hit the ball in the in the hole. I almost said Much net. Better that's than not right. And the commentators also sounded like they had a lot more fun. They were making jokes while like they were talking. Okay. One of the guys almost got a hole in one and one while he was swinging, they were like, this is a really tough hole. Like not a lot of people have gotten success here. Guy almost gets the hole in one. He was like, Actually, it's a really easy hole. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I, I think it's great when conversations show their personality a bit. You know what I mean? I think it's what makes sports really good. Definitely. Um, for the putting thing, I would like to see something a little similar for shots that aren't putts, whether they're like chip shots or like driving. Like, this is where the hole is. This is how, like, where you'll kind of want to aim for it to get Like there. a beacon of light shooting yeah. shooting up from the sky a little bit more to show where they're like just trajectory and stuff like that they did the traditional like you hit the ball and then you see the like blue line the track, track follows yeah yeah but it Very would be standard. cool to see something where it was like this is the ideal shot for the ball right um i so can see that. i can that understand that it would be cool to add to it one of the things that's interesting it's team golfing so you know how there's like the pro-am events and stuff like that not that kind of team golfing. Um, 13 teams, four golfers per team, um, and only three golfers per team play in a day. So one person sits out every day. So, okay. But it's still scored individually as well. So I have no idea how the teams are taken into account, like what they get, what the individuals get, but there's teams and then there's individuals. So are they added together? Like team yes, low all score of their scores wins? are added okay. together um which i wrote down end of round one i need to pull up some of these names because i want you to also like <laughs> okay i'm very i'm very intrigued by what's happening here live golf um so all right so i'm gonna give you my like notes for what happened at the end of round one okay um end of round one torque gc that's the team name <laughs> Uh, finishes with one eagle and 20 birdies compared to second place team, which were tied. There are two tied for second place. Cleats okay. GC and four aces GC finished with. Right, that one's lame. I'm sorry. Four aces. Get out of here. That's they only lame finished as hell. with Vetoed. 16 birdies. So Torque GC off to a ripping start. Torque. So we're going <laughs> to. So here's some of these names. <laughs> okay. Um. It's either Legion 13 or Legion XII. I. <laughs> that kind of rocks. That goes pretty hard. Uh, Crushers GC. Incredible. Torque. I do like how they're just taking, they've taken like the football club, the FC from football. And this, it's a golf club now, GC. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's amazing. I love Terrible. it so much. Um, we have Torque GC, which we mentioned, Ripper GC, Stinger oh, GC. <laughs> Stinger GC. <laughs> They just they just came up with names and just said they just looked they just looked through a dictionary like uh stinger uh Horse. fireballs GC <laughs> if they don't play great balls of fire at the start of every hole they tee off from that's a waste of a name Ugh. smash GC shut up cliques GC whatever cliques means it's it's like it's like a like a kids golf game what they would assign the team you play for. <laughs> Imagine being on a kid's golf name. This is like Little League team name stuff. Oh. It's awful. Um, but I love Majestics, it, but it's awful. 
Majestics GC. Okay, now I've, I'm back in. Um, but it's not spelled the tradition like the American way. M A G E. It's M A J. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Do I need to Google how to spell majestic? <laughs> oh yeah, I don't know how to spell majestic. <laughs> So, so it's actually spelled m-a-j-e-s-t-i-c oh, look at me um man. but this team's oh, name god m-a-j-e-s-t-i-c-k-s wow. so like oh. sick oh shit we're keeping oh that man in. i'm putting majestic with a g on my running shirt for the hours, <laughs> fucking hell majestic oh. <laughs> okay <laughs> And then Incredible. we have high flyers, but spelled H Y F L Y E R S. That's so hip and cool. Range goats GC. <laughs> Four aces GC, which you hated, and then Iron Heads GC. Love that one, actually. How many marketing meetings do you think took place besides teammates? I think at least fifteen. Oh, they have an unlimited budget for marketing meetings. <laughs> Fucking unbelievable um and they all have their own they all have their own logos of course they do um if i'm editing this i'll throw up all the logos as we're going through it please um so those are the 13 team names each team has four golfers and only and one person sits out per day um i did note um i'm gonna print screw up his name so bad because it's joaquin joe quinn however you want to pronounce it thanks joaquin um joaquin neiman will stick with that until i'm told otherwise um led all the players with minus 12 compared to second place at minus seven um okay pretty good second place was p reed um i said insert paul reed joke there um Uh, jeff sounds like he's out the mud (laughs) he is out out the the sand he's out the sand trap bro um, his name is actually Patrick Reed, but I'm going to stick with Paul Reed just because, um, had an amazing one bounce dunk the ball into the hole. Love um, it. Not on a hole in one, but beautiful shot. Um, and one of the things I noted about Neiman, uh, he doesn't have the super fancy putters. He has a traditional just stick looking putter and I all for it. If it works, um, it works. Yeah. And that was it for round one. Okay. Uh, round two. Golf literally has me cheering now. Unbelievable how much you've gotten hooked on this sport. It's for three episodes. <laughs> but here's the thing. This is exactly what we're trying to do this podcast is find sports, get us hooked into and the viewers hooked into. So this is great. I'm very excited for this. Um, wrote down Sergio Garcia with an eagle chip shot into hole. Beautiful. No, it's him. Is he on? Is he on Majestic? uh he's on fireballs i knew it sounded like a fireball man to me um and then my next note was i stopped writing notes because i was locked in (laughs) (laughs) it's not it's not a valid excuse to not go for could you imagine working at espn and going oh sorry bob Iger, uh i didn't finish his doc because i was fucking locked in (laughs) (laughs) genuinely though i i think i went a solid like 30 minutes without touching my notepad at all and i was just hooked i i um, do love it do better but i love it <laughs> golf <laughs> is amazing that's so um, good yeah the so other- like is it is it the the like are you are you cheering like 
shot to shot or is like certain any any good shot has me like oh go 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 oh damn it and are you just because i'm always fascinated by this when people first get into the sport right are you rooting for have you been drawn to a player yet or are you just at this point watching the sport because it's like and cheering for like good shots in general regardless of who's doing it so no matter who's doing it if it's a shot that looks amazing it has me on my feet sometimes literally um but for the most part I love Neiman just because, like I said, he has a traditional putter that doesn't look fancy as fuck. Old school. I respect um, it. Yeah. I respect that very much. So that he he's the person I'm drawn to right now. But like I'm just cheering anything that looks great. I love that. I think that's great. I think I am I'm very excited that we've already found a new sport that you're invested in. I think that's great. I think that shows that the show's working two episodes in and we're crushing it. <laughs> Which is even funnier because after episode one, I was just like, golf is boring. I know you're so out of it. You're like, this was a hope happens when we watch Daytona in a few weeks. So you're like, NASCAR is the greatest sport of all time. <laughs> Ugh, and it's completely flipped. NASCAR fucking sucks. <laughs> but you know, speaking of the greatest of all time, it, it's time to talk about world championships. Cyclocross world championships specifically <laughs> took place this weekend. This morning of recording, in fact, in Tabor, uh, Czech Republic, uh, elite woman race yesterday, elite men race today. I watched both races. Did you watch elite women at all? Or can I just talk about that real quick? Go for your own sake on elite women. Cause uh, I forgot about them. Unfortunately. Yeah, if it turns out this applies to the men's race too, uh, to win a world championship using be Dutch. It's very easy when you're Dutch, uh, because the women's race top three, every single one was a Dutch rider. <laughs> I lied, actually, because it's actually top four. All top four were Dutch national riders. Uh, the winner was 21-year-old Ben Van Empel. 21. Was was the, was the top three as close as the top three in the men's? And I say uh, top three with so, like, quotations. So Ben Van Empel dominated the race. Like, it was over as it started. Uh, won by a minute 20 over Lucinda Brand. Uh, and then Puck Pierre came in a uh, minute 54 behind. Uh, and then Carmen Alvarado came in, uh, I think a bit further down than that, came in 237. Um, shout out Clara Hansiger, uh, American, coming in eighth. Let's go, Murico! What is a kilometer? What is a fucking kilometer, bro? Brandon McNulty also. Shout out our guy. Um, yeah, man, it was just... Uh, you turn it on, at the end of the second lap, she had a 12-second lead. Uh, Pierre had 12 seconds over Brandon, and Van Ampel's already 35 seconds up front. Like, it was over. Um she looked great. There are no major incidents. It was a sloggy course, right? The the it's a hard course, lots of elevation changes, mud was thick. Um but yeah, just uh crushed it, really. That's all I have to say about it. She crushed it and it was great. Um and and again, this is just it's really evidence that like it doesn't matter what like gender of racing you're watching, racing is racing. Yeah. Um and if anything wasn't that exciting just because it was dominating, which is true for any sport. Um, and well, let's talk about the men's race because it was also a dominating star making star confirming uh appearance from Matthew Vanderpool. So let me start out with my first note I took on it. Okay. So right before I watched, I didn't get to watch it live because I was sleeping like a normal yes. human being. Um, I went on a 30 mile bike ride before watching. It took okay. me two hours. I got home, turned the race on while eating my post-ride cookies. And I felt extremely inadequate the moment that everyone started sprinting offline. <laughs> As you should. As you should. Man, I just... Uh, uh, the, the note I made is if you look at when they showed the map at the start of the race, 
it looks just like a normal American cross course. Like it looks very tiny, very simple. And then you actually watch the race and you're like, oh, there's a hill everywhere. The flyovers are steep as shit. The stairs are steep as shit. I, Everything is steep as hell. It's wild. It's a I great course. Note, I love all of the super steep short kickers that they had on it. So, so good. Such a good course. Tabor is like one of the best courses on the calendar. I'm glad they keep using it for world championships. Um, race wise. I love the guy who is fixing his bike in the middle of a turn. <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do well he didn't even like he was in the middle of the course and he didn't even take a second to step off to the side he was just like right here right now just like screw it everyone go around me i don't care um race wise matthew vanderpool won on lap one (laughs) dude as soon as he hits the front it's like like no effort now no time pickback and i want to be clear this is not to talk shit on like newenhouse or van out or my boy lars vanderhaar or tibunis or any of these guys but like, if your name isn't Matthew Vanderpool, you'd have no chance. It, yeah. If your name doesn't have three initials, either MV, uh, MV, or his initials are actually MVP. Just realize oh, they that. don't do the D as part. Oh, no, they do do the D. Sorry. But for our, for American persons, we're just doing MVP because it's funnier for my bit here. Uh, or WVA for our friend Eric. If you don't have at least, if you don't have at least three letter initials, you're done. Like you're not winning a cross race anymore. It's over for you. Sorry. That's just how it is. Cause like I have three initials in my full name. If that counts, no, your middle name is a count. It's gotta be first and last, but it's just, he's just too good, man. He's too good. Um, like, I, yeah, I so wrote down the- Vander Matthew Vanderpool makes the best cyclocross riders look like us. Yes. And so actually I want to mention that. So Lars Vanderhaar, who's in this, who's in this race, finished 15th, cause he had some mechanical issues to start this guy has been on or near the world championship podium the entire time Waffernair and Vanderpool have been racing. And if they didn't exist or stop raising cross, he would have won at least one world championship by now. But like all these people just had the misfortune of being around at the same time as two of the greatest riders of all time. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. anyone who who again with context of the blood doping and EPO, etc. It's like anyone who had the misfortune of racing Lance Armstrong for seven years in a row. It's like, oh, you might actually be one of the the second best of all time, but you're against the greatest uh, cyclist and doper the world's ever seen with his lungs filled with God knows what. But still, it's just like, it's just a misfortune of that's what happens. Sometimes you come up against a generational talent and you're not beating it. And I even wrote down like the race needed Wout Van Aert or Tom Bigcock to make it interesting. No doubt Matthew Vanderpool would have taken it home and won the whole thing, but it needed yeah. some sort of competition. Dynamic, yes. Yeah. It was not an exciting race to watch. Like it just wow would have held on for one lap and then gave up. Yes. This is this uh this is Vanderpool's 162nd victory in cross all time. I'm assuming it's at a pro I don't know if that's at a pro level in general. I'm assuming that's a pro level. And you know what's wild? I was thinking about this watching it. I watched World Championships was in Louisville in 2014. And at that race in the juniors, it was Matthew Vanderpool versus Wild Van Art then. I think Vanderpool won then. I think I might be misremembering, but for like ten years, these two have been battling in cross, and uh, we can it. argue about who's a better road rider. But the better cross rider is Matthew Vanderpool. That's Without a doubt, uh, Wow is the better road rider. I'm saying it. Hmm. He's be- okay. Let's have a debate, real quick. Not a debate. Let's 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 see where we stand on this issue. Uh, who do you? Who are you a bigger fan of? Wow. Get the fuck out of here. It's Vanderpool all day, man. I don't like I, I, I love 
and it all comes from Unchained, the Netflix documentary, with the guy in the road car yelling at him, "You're a fucking motorbike." I don't know something about something about Wow. I just don't. I don't know. I love it because he's all about himself, but also understands like every now and then I have to give it for the team. Like watching him take like I don't want to say ignoring team orders, but taking himself off the road to win a stage, and then still being able to come back and help the team. Like fuck it, if you've got it, go for it. I think I like. I think I like Vanderpool. Seems to just race. I want to say stupidly. He's getting better as he's getting older. They just race and caution is thrown to the wind completely. And I think he has that luxury of being like the sole team leader for the most part in almost every race where Wild, like obviously when he's in a stage race and he's working for Jonas or whatever, like obviously has to, that would take precedence sometimes. Yeah. And, but to be fair, Vanderpool was lead out man for Alpacin all last year of the tour. But like, I don't know. I, there's something about Vanderpool that I'm more like, I like this guy. I'll top my head. And now he's a six-time cyclocross world champion. Um, goaded. Simple to say. Like, like it, right now, for me, Savannah Nice is arguably the greatest cyclocross like, rider of all time. But I think it's going to be, by the next season, it's going to be Vanderpool. Like, it just is. He's won more world championships. He's won more races. He's just better. He's better on the road for whatever that counts. Like, I like to keep it separate in my head, right? Like, road and cross is separate. But, like, he's also won monuments. He's also won stages in the Grand Tours. Like, he's just a better cyclist. Yeah. Um, that being said, let's talk about another endurance sport that took place this weekend. This is all me, baby. We're talking running, uh, two events. Actually, you get two from one special today. Uh, would you like to hear about the indoor track and field championships, which I have less for, or the Olympic marathon trials? Uh, yes. Okay. We'll start with the <laughs> Olympic marathon trials. Cause I have a lot on that. Um, so here's how the Olympic marathon trial works. There are two spots up for men, potentially three. So, essentially, um, if someone ran under a two-hour, two eight-minute, ten-second marathon, it would unlock a third spot for the men on the Olympic team. There's still a chance that you get to earn a third spot. I don't know how that works. They did a very poor job explaining how they can unlock that third spot out that time. So, for all intents and purposes, the men were racing for two spots to race in the Olympics. The women were racing for three spots to race in the Olympics. Okay. Um, so the pressure's on, like you have to get top two, like if you want to make it in the marathon, um, the defending champion in the men's side, Galen Rupp, uh, 37 years of age was racing today. Uh, Molly Sedell, Seidel, I think it's Sedell, uh, who got bronze in Tokyo a couple years ago was not on the start line this year. She had a knee injury and won't be competing and wasn't competing. Obviously won't be Olympics now. Uh, which fucking sucks. She just raced Chicago last October and like was super fast, like was flying. Um, so that sucks. Um, Weather-wise, it was perfect. It was like 70 degrees in Florida. Good weather. They actually moved the start time two hours earlier. This whole debate, they wanted to start at noon. All the runners were like, it's going to be too hot. So they moved it to 10. Pussies. Um, I don't want to hear it. Don't cry. First issue um, I had. So I'm going to kind of silent off the sports side and talk about the production side now. You talk about how good lip the live golf production was right look great great graphics um it sucked production wise <laughs> like the audio levels at the start they were just blaring music over the commentary so the intro you couldn't hear for like 10 minutes um 
they and this isn't extra touch trials this is an nbc sports problem that happens with indycar and everything too constant fucking commercials it is 2024 just do picture in picture no one cares about your fucking commercials even nascar did picture in picture and it's just commercials for the Olympics. Like I know the Olympics are happening because I'm watching the Olympic marathon trial. <laughs> like, I know, I know what this is for. I'm alive. I know what the Olympics are. Like I don't. find me one person who doesn't know what the Olympics are. Can you explain the Olympics? I'm going to kill you. Um, <laughs> so commercials are poor. Commentary was fine. I and I I'm saying this in context like understanding that the mid part of a marathon is much like the mid part of a bike race. Not a lot happens. They're just kind of going. People are kind of falling off. Like, there's some stuff happening. There's a lot of dynamics you can talk about make interesting. But if you're not actually pushing that, it's not very interesting. And they didn't, I didn't feel like they did a good, you know, they had some experts come in, like a former winners and, and famous people in the running world. Um, and they were great, like, to get that insight. But as when they weren't there talking about, it, like, when it's just a normal commentary, so they weren't very, like, you know, like, oh, they're doing X because, like, I just didn't feel like it had that, like you were saying, a live golf personality. Like, it didn't feel like that was there, you know? Like, I think the worst thing a, a, a commentary can do is be uninteresting, and this was uninteresting. I feel like part of that could also be with how many people are competing versus how well, many people to be are competing fair, in a golf tournament. Well, and also, to be fair, you know, I think there is, like, I wrote that as a huge men's field. I don't have the exact number. I'd say, let's say, like, 80, right? Men have probably like 50 women. Um, and obviously you don't even talk about like, okay, let's be honest. 10 of those guys had a chance, right? Yeah. Talk about those 10. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, that's just how, like, it's like, like world championships across, right? Like, yes, Eric Bruner from America was on, was in the starting line. He's not going to win the race. All due respect. He's not going to be mathematical. You know, there's limits to our freedom. And uh, it's winning like cross worlds. Um, so yeah, production wise, it wasn't great. Race wise, um, I wish it was a point to point race. I understand the the looping the loops course is better for viewers. It's probably better for some of the racers too, from a mental standpoint, to pace yourself stuff like that. But I just like the traditionalism of a point to point race. But that's just me. Um, huge men's field. Um, I was also noted. I was surprised at how logoless the runners jerseys are right you look at the bike race right sponsor 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 in the ass sponsor in the thighs like everything is sponsored <clears throat> all these runners man it's just the slinglet it's got you know whatever company they race for so like adidas tracksmith nike puma whatever it's here you know got the shorts and they got the shoes like that's it maybe they have a hat sometimes it has a logo sometimes it doesn't no ass so i can i can speak to that a little bit um track and field running stuff like that a lot of like the olympic events they don't get they're they're they work day jobs and i know a majority of like bike riders work day jobs as well but not to the extent that like these people work day jobs um and they don't get to give up their day job until they pretty much medal at the olympics or are in like medal in the world championships and but stuff that's like the that. thing though but the thing is, is like every American cyclist has a day job. Like unless you're world tour, like you have or on Legion exam money, like you have a day job. Like all of automatic Avis probably has a day job. You know what I mean? Like anyone who races crits at the cat one level has a day job because it doesn't pay shit. Um, but they well, have that's the thing. Like the Running team has sponsors. Doesn't pay. Like track and field doesn't pay 
I don't like the I'm only just, way you make money off of it is by winning, and winning doesn't even give you a lot of money. It's the sponsors that come from winning. But that's what I mean. Like I'm just surprised no one's running with like, uh, you know, their Nike logo here and the Amex logo here. You know what I mean? Crypto.com, FTX, like whatever. I'm surprised no one. I don't know if they. And again, I have I didn't look into this. Like I don't know. There's rules against it for certain races or in general. Like I might be just totally off base, but it was very surprising me. And I hope I'm not starting a capitalist infusion right now of ads into running. I'm sorry for ruining a pure sport. Um, Brought to you by Amex MasterCard. Like I, I just thought that was really interesting. Um, yeah, men need to run 208, women top three. Um, I I wrote down like three times, please stop pivoting to fucking commercials. Were the men I was really women annoyed by at the that. same time? Um they're also, I thought it was really interesting. There are a bunch of people, this was their first marathon. That's also probably why they don't have the sponsors. Which is what, but these are people that were successful. I wrote this name down and I can't read it and I'm sorry. Um, but like, there are a bunch of people that are like, oh, you know, we're have meddled at the five, you know, the 5K in the Olympics and stuff, but they just haven't gone this distance before. And now they're trying to go that distance to, to up it to the marathon distance, um, which I thought was fascinating. Like the woman who finished third, um, in the, I'm going to pull up the results real quick. While you um, do that, do men and women run at the same time for the marathon? So men started, and then 20 minutes later, the woman started. So there's okay. a, a, a gap. Or maybe, was it, yes, men, then women started. They should have um, the women start first. That way the men have to run around them. Uh, Dakota Lindworm, who finished third, first marathon. Damn. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. <laughs> also, I realize we have big Travis, Jason Kelsey uh, energy right now. Um but like just coming in running in a marathon, like the pressure of running a marathon in general is a lot, right? And I know all these people are competitive athletes, so they're used to that. But to come and do that and then do it at the Olympic marathon trials as your first, like, wow, that's uh how. Speaking um of pressure while you're right running and doing events. You have no idea how fast my heart was racing right before I started that one bike race, the Zwift race. I was like, it's just Zwift. Why am I Christ? Um I don't know how the women run the shorts I run in, mostly because I have big ass thighs and I would be in Chafe City after mile like one. Um, just a side note, I don't understand. Um, the atmosphere, the fans were wild. Um, I have some notes on like how the things are going. Basically, for both races, you know, it slowly starts to split up into like these smaller and smaller league groups as the race progresses, which you would expect. Um, I think what I learned from it is that there's definitely a psychological effect. Like you definitely saw racers like speeding up on purpose, like going over their their goal pace to try to hang on to groups just for that that psychological motivator being in a group, like holding the pace. Even if it's beyond what you can do, you have to try to do it because the Olympic marathon trials. I know they're um, not running as fast as bikes, but do you think drafting takes any effect? It is so funny you say that because it is literally my next note Good. on here, which is incredible. Um, I don't know. I don't think it does. I think it really is a psychological effect more than anything else. Um, but speaking of uh, sort of the draft and like a psychological event. So Zach Panning, um, you know how I talked last week about like, I want to watch these sports and find a guy. I'm like, that's my guy. Yeah. Zach Panning is my guy, Jeff. This guy running bright ass slinglet bright ass shorts bright green cap i'm like my guy right mustache looks incredible spent like 15 18 miles on the front of this groove just hauling ass doesn't look <laughs> back once he's just going like he and he is shattering the group high dude like by the time it got down to um i said 18 miles to go 
He's still fucking going for it. 19 miles. It's just three dudes. It's panning. It's uh, uh, what's his name? It's panning. It's Connor Mance and Clayton Young who are both teammates. Um, like it's just those three. And Panning is just crushing it. Like these two young mans are the fastest in the field. And Panning's like still here, like still going. Um, he finally cracks um with about like three miles left, and uh... it hurt. And like you know, he was running out of his mind to that point. Uh, he ended up dropping down to six overall, so he won't even have a chance to qualify for Olympics. But like, I immediately put him on the list of people I wanted DM to interview on. Can we talk? Oh, please. Yes. Because I was like, that is a star making performance. That is a gutsy performance. And that's one of those things like I, I'm like, yeah, that's how you race. Like you just go for it. Um, I put down uh, the woman's winner. Fiona O'Keefe is a fucking talent. She was flying the entire race and looked like. She wasn't bothered the entire time. Like obviously she was just running a marathon. But, like, talk about smooth pace, smooth cadence, smooth stride, just, like, an incredible talent. Um, and then for the men's race, uh, she ended up winning. Uh, Emily Sisson got second. Dakota Lindworm got third. Dakota Lindworm was a walk-on to her fucking D2 school a few years ago when she started running. First and time. now going to the fucking Paris Olympics. Crazy. Um, Young and Mance, I believe they were both from BYU. Um, getting first and second. Literally going across the line together. They'll be going to the Olympics. Um, also, I want to shout so Galen Rupp, who was the defending champion I mentioned earlier, uh, did not have a great race. He finished in 16th. And immediately after crossing a line, there's a picture on Twitter or X or whatever of him crossing a line and immediately vomiting. Uh, <laughs> the picture of his in mid vomit. There's a lot of liquid in that thing, baby. My man was suffering. Um, man was hydrated. All in all, like from a viewing experience outside of the commercials and the commentary, Pretty interesting. Pretty exciting. I liked it. Cool. Um, any comments, questions, concerns on the Olympic marathon trials? I was asking them as they were coming. Um, uh, the final times, the men's time, the winner, Connor Mance, two hours, nine minutes, five seconds. Uh, women's time, two hours, 22 minutes and 10 seconds. Crazy. Fucking crazy fast. Um, uh, and then real quick, I'll talk about the New Balance Invitational, which track and field event that took place uh, today on Sunday, the day we're recording this. Um, you might be able to lend some insight into this. Why are why is the track so short on the indoors? Is it literally just a space thing? Like they don't have space to build an indoor <clears throat> stadium? I believe the indoor oval is... I think it's 200 meters or 250 meters. And generally what they do is they'll have the um the 60 meter dash in the middle of it yes so i I wrote that down because like i was a a 60 meter dash dog fucking sucks so much like you're like and they're done i it's honestly a lot more impressive like 100 meter dash is awesome to watch because you get a little bit more out of it yes but 60 really puts into perspective who's good at what yes I, i watched the men's 60 because i I follow like track and field sort of ish. Um, Noah Lyles, not good out of the blocks. Um, Oh, so I want to talk about him a little bit, but continue with what you're doing. Um, The only, the reason why he's so good at the hundred and the 200 is because his top end speed is so much faster than anyone else's, Um, which honestly makes the 60 meter a lot more interesting than the hundred because 
if you can get up to your top end speed in like you can in the 100 and the 200 it allows you to like kind of theoretically know who's going to win that's what bolt was always good at was his top end speed compared right. to everyone else's um but you can really see who's a lot more technical in the 60 because you really have to be strong out of the blocks well um, speaking of Noah wiles was strong he won the 60 meter final today not strong um, out of the blocks though just super six, fast. 6.44 seconds of the time. He just beat Akeem Blake of Jamaica at 6.45. I mean, it was it was like that, the finish. It, it was so um, close. Now, you know how I talked about, again, I want to see athletes with personality. I want to see people that get invested in. I don't know how I feel about Noah Lyles, right? He reminds me of every NFL wide receiver, right? He probably could be. Very confident, okay. very very cocky. And again, had, I don't, don't get me wrong. He's defending 100 mil, 100 millimeter, 100 meter world champion. Like he wants today, he's clearly really fucking good at what he does, so he can back it up. But like I'm watching, like this is like Terrell Owens, and I don't know if I like it or not. I I like it in the fact like it's personality, it's fiery, it's good for the sport, it's good for the viewers. Like either way, however, if I end up not liking him or liking him, either way, I'm rooting for him or against him, and that's how you get viewers. It's yeah. like, I want this guy to lose or I want this guy to win. It's the wrestling mentality. It's a heel face thing. Like, you got to be one of those. And I'm into it. I, I like, I'm for it. I think it's great. Um, the best part of 60 meter, though, was I'm just absolutely fucking Running into crashing the into the wall after. It's like, good God, that must hurt. Like, I know it's foam, but it must hurt. Um, when we, when I was in high school, we would go to Penn State, um, which had a, bank track and no pad Jesus. Um, it was literally just a, a railing <laughs> so good god they essentially once they got to the 60 meters they were immediately laying off because you would run into a metal bar <laughs> hurdle it um my other notes on it were uh i have the production note on it which is that this was perfect like this like this was live and they're going event to event to event interview to event to event like they're on like that technical director in that truck man working their ass off and nailing it like perfect coverage. They were really good job at like giving as much background athletes as they could with the time frame they're given before the event starts. Um, I think track and field is great to watch because it's so simple to understand. And I really think the indoor track and field is great. Cause the longest event today was a 3000 meter, right? A three K yeah. that's it. Like the longest event was like the woman's like finished in eight twenty four. Which the women's race, incredible, came down a finishing sprint for the 3000, which were just Cole and L. St. Pierre. And then behind them were four Ethiopian teenagers that were like right behind them. It was crazy to watch. Um, great race. Or go ahead. Um, uh, great race. And like everything I watched, I'm like this is, I don't have any, again, no frame of reference, but I watched, like this is fun. This is simple. It's fun. It's dynamic. Like commentary is great. Crowd was great. And again, I think it's just because it's so like it's the reason it's most popular at the Olympics every year. It's just easy to understand. It's like cross the line first, throw this further. Like I, I read on record, I wrote a blog thinking about this, co-write sometimes at substack.com. Um, that like it's just simple. And that's sometimes how you need sports to be. It's just like this guy needs to run fast. Guy run fast. Awesome. Love it. Yeah. That's like like cycling for you, track and field is always going to be my first love. Um, I did baseball when I was growing up. I did basketball when I was growing up, but I did. Oh, we'll get to your basketball stories, pal. Don't you worry. Uh, <laughs> I, I did bas and but track and field was the first sport that I like really understood because it's so simple. Like, 
it's a team sport if you are on a team where every win every top three gives you points towards the right. team and the team with the most points wins but every event is just you and it is so simple to understand whether it's throwing whether it's jumping whether it's pole vaulting whether it's running like who's the fastest who's the strongest who can throw the farthest and it is it's kind of like wrestling in the olympics where it's like the og sport wrestling yeah wrestling wrestling, wrestling what yeah. olympics was kind of built on but track and field is i'd say what evolved the olympics to be what they are where it's just like it is just Special. one person against yes. the world yes. unless and the I, relay events which relay events you god oh my i love relay events so much i wish i had one today but i think i think talking about what you're saying about you gets you like that's why like i really like watching marathon thing too right because like it's either you can hold the pace or you can't yeah like a lot of sports you know team-based obviously you rely on other people even in even sports like cycling right like today in the world championships if matthew vanderpool had one thing of bad luck like that's it right and especially in road cycling too like if there's a crash and get taken out like it's not your fault you did nothing wrong but your race is over that doesn't happen in these other sports like okay let's say you pull an achilles sure like random injuries notwithstanding but like you're either at the front of the race or you're not like you can either do a 209 marathon or you can't there's no hiding right like you're capable of winning or you're not capable of winning same with 100 meter like either you can run the time and win or you can't what are you going to do what's also really impressive about the short events is you have less margin for error like yes your entire you have trained like when you think of when you put in that context right when you when we think about paris it's been three years since Tokyo 2020 that took place in 2021. I hate that they didn't change the name. But anyway, like you for three years, you've worked your ass off. You've traveled the world to all these other meets and events. You've done nothing but grind and work and work on your diet and work with coaches and work on your strength and all this stuff. And it all comes down to 10 seconds. Yes. And even we're being generous and we say, okay, you do all the heat to get the finals. 40 seconds of running is what you're dedicating four years of your life for. Yeah. And you, if you fuck that up, You've wasted four years of your life and it's emotionally devastating. I love it. And with how spread apart the Olympics are, you only get at most three shots. Yes. And not to preview our own coverage too much uh, or get too political here. Obviously, the Olympics have issues in terms of corruption, yada, yada. Uh, They also kind of fucking rock from a sports standpoint. And so we're going to be talking about that. Olympics are peak when it comes to just group sports. Yes. Um, Like group team sports, but like group as in like just. You have all of the sports. Yes. So we're excited for that. Um, that's all I have for my running bit. I, I just think it's fascinating. I think they're great. I love it. I love, I love running. I'm going to hold athletics. to the, like when, when they do outdoor track and field, you got to watch, try to find and watch other events other than running because. No, I, I would, they did have long jump in this for some random reason and which is good. But like, I do want to watch like the decathlon and stuff, right? I want to watch a combination of the 10 different events. Like I want, like I love javelin throw cause I was really good at it in the PS3 London uh, 2012 game. It was fucking incredible. I was a God. Um, because no 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 you didn't have to spam me how to hit the thing i write to up I'll, I'll show you guys later um but like i do again because still you know it's different right it's more complicated and they still just like here's a heavy ball of rock throw it i'm like perfect no not, no it's not throw it if you throw it you will break your arm you well, have spin to and yeah it's you're and pushing it, it you're pushing it you're not throwing it regardless you get my point or the one the hammer throw it's like here's a ball on a chain 
spin in a circle and throw that. I'm Check like, that what? shit. I'm like, no, no, it's great. Sports are great. Athletics are great. It's just so, like, when you boil them down. Also, steeplechase. Like, what the fuck is the deal with that? It's, Incredible, by the way. Oh, what the fuck? It's a combination of hurdling and distance running, but you also have to avoid water pits. But why? There's one water obstacle. It's like cross, but they forgot the rest of the race. <laughs> like, just, you know what? Screw it. Just, like, Spartan race that shit. Like, get some barbed wire in there. Like, we're going to do it. Let's do it for real. <laughs> Okay, one water obstacle does not a race make. Um, that being said, uh, let's let's preview the coverage we have for next week's episode. Um, I will be watching. I'll be c- continuing my indoor track and field adventures. Uh, the Millrose Games we all air on Peacock next weekend. Um, the hundred sixteenth edition of this event. Hundred sixteen years is going on. Wild. Uh, the same place in New York City. Uh, really excited to uh, watch that live on TV. Do you think for all 116 years it's been on Peacock? Uh, wouldn't surprise me. Um, then we are both going to watch next, or actually, what are you going to watch next week? Let's just get it over with. Everyone else. Uh, I'm going to stick with golf. I might, okay. despite there not being much going on because of the Olymp- or the Olympics, the uh, Super Bowl, I might try to find something just as a like surprise event. Yeah, something pops up. Just... This is this is just what we found today, a uh, week ahead of time. So we'll see what pops up during the week. Yeah. Um, there might be pro bowling. We watched. I watched twenty minutes of pro bowling waiting for a NASCAR class. Let me tell you, every pro, pro bowling's bowl, fun to. I turned it on also, <laughs> dude. The fact that they have like dedicated fans, like in costume, I was like, this is actually amazing. Uh, I, like some it. of these niche sports have. They are coming to Delaware, uh, where the 124 office is now based. Uh, it's where it's where I live. Um, <laughs> and we should try to go. I think I'll it's go. in like three weeks. Okay, I'll go. <laughs> we should try to get a camera and we should try to go. I couldn't find ticket info, but we should try to go. Um, <laughs> Would there be tickets? They're probably just in a random house bowling alley. <laughs> I was kind of hoping it was the one right down through the street for me. It was one that's like an extra five minutes away, but uh Oh, only an extra five minutes. So stay tuned for some uh, IRL coverage of that. Um, But what we're both going to be watching are two sports we have not talked about yet on this show. Again, because of uh, Patrick Mahomes and Brock Purdy, uh, there's not a lot of sports on Sunday. Um, But we will both be watching a better version of the Super Bowl. That is the Six Nations Rugby Tournament. Uh, What do you know about rugby? Um they there's a scrum yeah you can only pass the ball backwards a lot of laterals um in order to score you have to touch the ball on the ground and got like dive in and then you can kick it um you i think you get more points if you go in between the posts than if you go on the outside interesting i think um and then yeah you have to kick the ball through the posts for um like a field goal call. i know they do throw-ins and you can lift your best friend up and they can catch it it's very sweet all best friends a lot of best friends um i'm excited to get into that um and then we're also both going to be watching on espn uh, that's on peacock as well uh if you want to watch along with us uh then we're both going to be watching something i discovered on espn's airing list on sunday the surfing wtl championship tour I don't know what this is. You stand on a board on water. <laughs> I know it's surfing, but you don't know if this is like, is this waves? Is this tricks? Is this indoor? And for the purposes of my purity, I don't want, I'm not looking it up until Sunday. Like, I don't want to know anything about it. All I know is the start time. I say generally, 
surfing is it, it does involve waves because you can't do it on flat water. <laughs> but like, you know how they have those indoor things now, right? Like, I don't know they, yeah, if it's like the, the, tricks like, on indoor waves. Wave is it trying to go the highest wave? How do you win? Is it the coolest looking dude or, or dudette? Like what, what are the rules? Who hangs 10 best? What are the rules? There are no rules. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Point break. Um, I don't know. I have no clue what I'm getting myself into, and I'm worried I'm gonna like it a lot and not watch any of this sport ever again. Oh, yeah, no, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting week, thankfully. Um, yeah. Otherwise, we'd do normal sports. Yes, and and you know, again, we are in this this weird sort of preseason, you know, where sports are getting started and sports are ending, and like nothing really happens till the spring. So we're kind of in this holding pattern of like not really getting into too much but and then when spring and summer hits you're going to see probably too much of us too often so what we're saying is you're going to be hearing a lot about bowling a lot about we're going to we're going to join the pba tour live coverage team on fox sports one um anyway that being said uh thanks very much for watching and listening to this we have more content coming your way this month uh we'll be releasing a shooting star or my little annie schleck video uh in a week or two here um Probably going to have a special podcast episode about money ruining sports, which is fun. Oh, wow. I didn't even touch on that in my golf one. No, I I think we should save it for another uh, table for like a real in-depth discussion of notes and and references and quotes. And I can do that. Um, so we'll get into that at some point. Money um, made golf you. better. Let's be honest. <laughs> uh, we've also uh, starting line again, lining people up for uh, we should talk. We can we talk? Sorry, I don't remember the name of my own show. Can we talk any of these series here on one, two, four? We're talking about uh, sports and also their lives. And are they as broken as we are? Uh, anyway, most likely, yes. <laughs> I hope so. Actually, no, for their sake, I hope not. Um, anyway, th- thanks again for watching. If you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple, uh, be sure to give us five stars. Follow posts about this on uh, Vine. If you're on YouTube, like and subscribe. Thanks for watching. Comment. (laughs) Comment.